say Well it's TGQ and A I did that wrong We're gonna do it one more time Cause I fucked up the chords Oh yeah Oh if you got something to say Well it's TGQ and A it's TGQ and he We can ask some questions too. Okay, hey everybody. That's another shitty song for you that I practiced for far too long for far too little. Uh, hey, it's uh, Approximate Podcast. My name's Jamie French and I'm here with Stephanie Special. Say hi. Hey. Say hi better. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Hey, everybody. Um, so, it's uh, TGQ&A, and uh, so for listeners of the show, miss, we, we fucked up the Friday show last week. Uh, I was sick. Uh, couldn't do it. Just couldn't find a way to do it. Uh, it's too, too fucked up. In fact, you could probably still hear the mucus in my skull. Um, uh, Friday, didn't do the live show. And then I promised everybody that I would do the fucking Monday show. Didn't do that either. Still far too sick. Uh, so I'm trying to make up for it now by doing this show, uh, which is a TGQ&A, which is usually reserved for the weekends. Uh, but this is all we got right now. And this is actually probably the first show that I've ever done before noon. Usually this is a nighttime affair. But... Uh, we're going to go ahead and... But we're still drinking. <laughs> yes, we do have wine here. Uh, stop. Hey, let's clink glasses. Yes. There we go. Cheers. There we go. <laughs> so hopefully this suffices until we... Uh, uh, like, we have a bunch of... We have a bunch of um, uh, backlog shows in the can. We have a bunch of uh, uh, things in the cache. Uh, but we're not, we can't put them up just yet. We have like weeks and weeks of shows that are already done. Uh, but we're going to wait until mo- like the coming Monday before we start releasing all these things. Uh, so this is just kind of a stopgap measure. Uh, so we do have, um, fortunately, we do have some uh, questions and comments that we're going to respond to in just a second. But I think the the important thing right now and this is very important because this is like a, a time-sensitive matter. Uh, I got to start with a kind of quasi, uh, quasi, quasi plug. Okay, mm. it's uh, on the 29th. Like right now, it's the uh, it's the 27th. On the 29th in Dallas, in downtown Dallas, at the Texas Theater, uh, we're going to do a questions and answers show with uh, comedian Jim Norton. And uh, I've placed some ads out there. You know, I've tried to spread the word. Uh, we, we need your questions to come in. We absolutely need your questions to come in at uh, approximatepodcast at gmail.com or send in text to the burner line, 817-673-3704. It doesn't matter. Uh, it's, it's advice. It's questions. It's comments. Whatever you have to say, the more that you send in, the bigger and better show that we're going to have on the 29th. Uh, so what the deal is, is Jim Norton is coming in, uh, again, to the Texas Theater in downtown Dallas uh, on the 29th. Uh, he's going to take the stage at 8 o'clock. Uh, the doors open at 7. 
the approximate podcast is going to show up at the club at around six o'clock and we're going to spend about an hour in the green room interviewing and doing this questions and answer show with Jim Norton. So we need you guys to send in everything that you want to ask Jim or us, any comments, whatever. Just send them in to approximate podcast at gmail.com. Um, the, uh, real quick, uh, just at the top of the show, let me give you the address. It's, uh, let's see, 231 West Jefferson Boulevard uh, in Dallas, Texas, uh, 75208. The Texas Theater show starts at uh, 8 o'clock. Doors open at 7. Um, we're not doing the, uh, the show live on stage. We're doing it, you know, before Jim takes a stage in the green room. So you guys won't see that, but we'll be in the crowd. Like we're going to do the interview and the uh, questions and answers. We're going to stay for the show. So, you know, please come out and see Jim Norton. And you'll also get to meet uh, Orion and I over at the approximate podcast. We're, we're going to be in the crowd. Um, so anyway, we'll plug that again at the uh, end of the show but just so you know please send your questions in to approximate podcast at gmail.com or send in your text to the burner line 817-673-3704 now with that out of the way how you doing good <laughs> okay so anyway <laughs> i just had some questions come in on my cell phone <laughs> oh excellent that's really good uh what we're going to do now is uh, since this is a TG Q&A show, uh, we're going to skip. We're going to do this in order like we always do. We actually have some questions and comments on the burner line, and then we will move to the uh, email portion of our show. So let's just go ahead and start right here. Got the phone, and we're going to read some texts. Uh, I got a text that says, uh, it's, uh, let's see here. It's just like cold we got a cold open it says it's Elira again just wanted to say i'll send a pic or two rocking my approximate podcast shirt in la oh yeah good hey yes we got those and thank you so much for doing that uh elira elira <laughs> i we fuck up fucking names. yes we absolutely names. we do <laughs> um we actually got those pictures, and uh, I've posted them on social media, and thank you so much. And everybody, please go check out. Love to have fans have those t-shirts on, uh, and you can get those t-shirts at approximatepodcast.com. Just click on the thing that says t-shirts. Uh, let's see. There's it. Wow. It goes on. Uh, hey, Jamie. It's Elira. Uh, I have a question for TGQ&A. Perfect, because we're doing a TJQ&A right now. Ding. What are the odds? <laughs> uh, what is your stance on self-medication or self-medicating HRT? That's hormone re replacement therapy. Uh, being a trans individual, this is a question from a trans individual. What are our thoughts on self-medicating? Well, it seems to be the lay of the land. Uh, I think most girls that I've been in contact with that are going through hormone replacement therapy, um, which is essentially for the layman or for people that aren't trans that are looking at this, uh, it's where you, uh, you decrease your testosterone and you increase your estrogen. And it's, it's two things that require essentially pills or and shots. Also progesterone. Yeah. So, so uh, 
but the deal is with those is here's the way it's supposed to go if you're a trans individual you're supposed to go and get an endocrinologist and feel free absolutely stephanie chime in at any time so yeah that, that, yeah, that's, that's needed. The way at it's space level. Yeah, the way it's supposed to go is you're supposed to get an endocrinologist, and that's that's a doctor that specializes in fucking with your hormones, essentially, <laughs> for lack of a better term. I'm not going to be, uh, you know, uh, scientifically correct. I'm going to give you the general or approximate. Know, yeah, the approximate. <laughs> that's why we call it the approximate podcast. I'm going to give you an approximate, an approximation. Approximate. Cheers to approximation. Right. <laughs> so anyway, you go to an endocrinologist and they say, okay, here's your testosterone levels. Here's your estrogen levels. Here's how we're going to fix it. You get to take so much of this kind of pill. You get to take so much of this kind of pill or so much of this kind of shot. Okay. Um, and that's what you're supposed to do in order to make sure that when you go through hormone replacement therapy, you do it in a healthy fashion. Okay. Well, that costs money. And it takes insurance. And uh, it just so happens to turn out that a lot of trans girls, especially, you know, ones that are like really all on board, they're usually of a younger age. They usually don't have a job that provides the appropriate amount of uh, uh, insurance. Mm. They don't make they don't make enough money. You know, they don't have enough cash in pocket to go visit an endocrinologist. It's very expensive, uh, you know, to a young person starting out, uh, and and it's it it is it's hard to get a doctor's recommendation, let alone a prescription for the things you need to do to regulate your hormones so that you can transition. So what you wind up doing is you know you you kind of you kind of go the sly way, and you wind up buying medications online. What a lot of girls do is what uh, anybody does when they have health concerns. They, they look up shit online. They Google it. And what Google tells you is that uh, they direct you to forums. You say, you type in HRT, hormone mm-hmm. replacement therapy. And, and you say, well, what do, what do I need to do? And you're directed to forums where for years and years there have been tons of people talking about how to regulate hormones. And this is what we use in lieu of uh, an expensive doctor's visit, okay? So you go and you look at these forms and you, and, and you see the information. And you say, okay, well, I'll just cut right to the skinny of it. I need two basic things. I need, um, I need to decrease my testosterone and, we, and I need something called an uh, anti-androgen, mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, and then I also need uh, estrogen. Deproestradiol. Yeah, and and that has and 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 estrogen pills mm-hmm. come in different forms. So you need these two things: estrogens and things that cut down your testosterone. Well, okay. So where do I get these things? And then in these same forums, you're led to uh, different uh, uh, links to what's essentially black market kind of you know mm. pharmaceutical yeah. companies mail order it's the drugs over, it's the overstock of the generic brands of the medications right and so you go to these websites and you're given a plethora of all kinds of different medications 
And these people know who they're selling to. Usually on like sites like buypharma.com or .net or .org, you know, these, these. Oh, yeah. And they have all kinds of, it's not just transgender. They have oh, yeah. HIV treatment. The, they have all kinds of whatever. Name, right, right. The, the, yeah. These, the, I mean, that was the one site that I named. It's just one site. Oh, definitely. But, yeah. but they sell all kinds of drugs for people that don't have insurance, essentially. Definitely. But it's very black market, and you get the feeling that it's kind of skeezy uh, because you can't you don't have you can't hold anybody accountable, yeah. and you don't have a prescription. Mm-hmm. But these guys will take cash. They cut out the middleman. They take cash and they send you drugs. You can just buy prescription drugs online. I don't think this is new to anybody, but since you're asking the question, this is. Which how is, it goes. Which is not a bad thing. It's actually a really good thing because it allows people who don't have money to go to a doctor and afford uh, prescription drugs to still uh, get the kind of um, the kind of stuff that they need uh, to to treat whatever they're trying to treat. Now, I would like to say that it, it is a good uh, good practice to at least pony up the money and go for the base level. Um, get to where you're starting out with get that person get your endocrinologist to get chronologist to get your um, uh, your uh, doses and everything to the level that that make uh, that showed results and also don't okay. endanger yeah. you I see what you're talking about yeah. I see what you're talking about okay uh, I'm gonna touch on that in just mm-hmm. a second but here's here's the deal you go to these uh, to these like kind of weird you know, fucked off uh, sites that mm-hmm. sell you drugs online overseas. Mm-hmm. They usually come from like the fucking Virgin Islands or the Cayman Islands or whatever. It's kind of skeezy and you don't actually know what you're going to get. But it, you, hold on. I know what you're about to say, yeah. but hold on. I'm, I'm just trying to, yeah. I'm just trying to I give know. an overlay before yeah. we get to the specifics. Uh, when you, you get to pick up two things. You get to pick up your uh, estrogen. Mm-hmm. And like for me, for like six years, I went with Premarin. That's an estrogen. It's it's I never for, went with oral. That's that's a pill. Right? Yeah, that's yeah. a pill. That's a pill, and it's uh, you know it's estrogen. And uh, I got my dosage based mm-hmm. off of other people's experience from the forums that I previously talked about. You know, I made an estimated guess. Essentially, that's that's really all I did. Mm. I just and that's what anybody does when they self-medicate. They make an estimated guess based on, you know, the the mean of what everybody's opinions are, um, which is what makes it dangerous, mm-hmm. which is why we're going to get back to the thing that Definitely. you said. Yeah. But estimated guess I brought, uh, you know, I would constantly buy a, a certain milligrams of uh, this estrogen pill. Uh, Premarin is the one I went with. Um, and then there's also the, uh, testosterone blockers. Okay. This takes this. Spironolactone, uh, generic Sp- version. I forgot what it was. Uh, yeah. Spironolactone is the mainstay. It's mm. the go-to. Um, and all, it, what it is, it's, it's a fucking, it's a water pill for old men. But it's, it's a diuretic. It's mm-hmm. a diuretic. Yes. Uh, but its side effect is that it blocks Essentially, it blocks testosterone. It doesn't necessarily block testosterone. It blocks the testosterone inhibitors so that when your body produces testosterone, it never actually makes it into your system. It doesn't block testosterone in and of itself. Too many details. Doesn't matter. It blocks... Science stuff. It it blocks testosterone, essentially. Okay? Uh, Spirolactone. 
And again, I went with what the, you know, the common dosage was amongst people that have gone through this experience. An estimate, an estimate. And I went through that using these two pills for two years. Or I'm sorry, not two years, but for uh, five years. It was two years ago. That's why I say two years. It was two years ago that I f- that I found that I could get I could stop keeping up with the self-prescribed pill regimen by going to um, a shot with the uh, with the estrogen depoestradiol. Yeah, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I could either take pills every day or once every two weeks, I could give myself a shot with the same amount of the equivalent of two weeks worth of taking pills and not have to fucking worry about it. Um, you know, nobody likes needles, uh, but I... I wouldn't say nobody likes needles, but I definitely don't like needles. Yeah, no, <laughs> not, not, not in a clinical sense. In a clinical <laughs> yeah. sense, nobody likes needles. Yeah. But... You know, if you're all in, if you know what you want to do with your body and you're, you don't have any qualms about it and you're all fucked up in the head and you're not some kind of weird ass thing, then... It's whatever works for you best. But for me, definitely, it has been estrogen shots, which is the Yeah, two years ago when I switched to estrogen shots, yeah, it did, there was a learning curve about how to give yourself shots and everything. Mm. Uh, but I eventually, you know, I would have somebody do it for me at first. And once I got acclimated to the prick of a of a needle that only takes half a second, it doesn't, it's nothing really. Uh, I started to discover how to do it on my own when I didn't have anybody around. And then I eventually got used to it. And it was no big deal because I knew that I needed this for my body, for my self-worth, for, mm. for the way that I viewed myself. You know, it's just, it made me right. So I didn't have any qualms about it. It just took a little practice. That's all. But I never stopped. And I always went forward. But all of this is under the umbrella of uh, self-medication. And so this is going to bring me to an earlier part that Steph brought up. Self-medication, I can't say I'm not a proponent of it. I've been doing it for five years. And... And it it works. It works. Yeah, you I, know. But but Stephanie brings up a really good point, mm-hmm. and it's a precautionary measure. Mm-hmm. You should at least pony up whatever it is. It's going to be mm-hmm. like between three and six hundred dollars yeah. to see an endo, an endocrinologist, so that he can at least tell you what your baseline is mm-hmm. before you start estimating what yes. you need. Uh, now, Stephanie, you actually had uh, an I endocrinologist did. for yes. a while, and what was what did you take away from that experience? What did you so, learn, and why are you now self-medicating because so, of that experience? Yeah, um, so I did start um, through an endocrinologist and with the um, uh, uh, prescription hormone, uh, uh, with prescription HRT and everything, um, and yeah, uh, I, I did that because I I didn't think self medicating was safe at the time, um, uh, and so I went I, I went this this mic is really fucking up. Hold on, it's just <laughs> it's like running a, away from. Uh, me. Hey, I'll hold it. You talk, you talk, you talk. This is important for the kids. Yeah. So um, 
I, I, I did what I thought I needed to do at the time. And it actually was because establishing that base level of, um, well, at the time I already knew I was Kleinfelter syndrome, but that's a whole other episode we would have to get into. Um, but uh, they told me that my, my, my hormones were, you know, they gave me the baseline of my hormones. And, um, and then they told me like what I would need and what kind of doses I would need to, to achieve the kind of results that I would want to see. And I've never been one that's been like, you know, expecting God or whatever, you know? <laughs> so I was happy with what I got. And then whatever, I got tired of paying um, uh, prescription prices, which are sometimes astronomical if you don't have insurance. Um, and was like, okay, well, fuck that. I could I could do this other method, and for the amount I was paying for one month, I can get six to eight months for, um, and just stockpile, and just you know when I burn out of that, just buy some buy some more, right? You know, no problem. Uh, and it seemed like the much better option to do. But I would definitely recommend that you get yeah. if you want to self medicate. I would definitely recommend that you do go to the endocrinologist and you. You don't have to get the prescription because you're not going to do that. But just just do the endocrinologist, get the blood work, get what your base levels are, get what you should take and what you should stay away from. Learn your stuff, like learn the pitfalls, learn what would uh, be negative uh, affecting your body, learn like what signs you would have to look out for and everything. Um, definitely keep all that in mind. And then start making your estimations of like what you're gonna um, right. what you're gonna do with self medication. Self medication is not a bad thing, right? Um, Here, it, can I interrupt go you ahead. for a second? Go ahead. So yeah. to to put a bow on it, mm -hmm. um, basically what you want to do is most people fall within the average, okay? And so if you get your self medication advice from forums, you probably won't do too bad. But because if you're new, you don't know where you start, do see an endocrinologist. Find what your baseline is, and if that falls, if what your doctor tells you falls within the research you did on forums and information online, and you do fall within the average, then never pay that motherfucker again and just self-medicate. Because what you're going to do instead is you're just going to be charged out the ass by going through your doctor for something that you can get online for a lot cheaper where they cut out the middleman. But you won't you won't know if you can do that safely unless you talk to an endocrinologist first and find out what your baseline hormone levels are. And going forward, as you self-medicate, just keep a general practitioner um, to, to look up on your body because that's going to be much more cheaper than a specialized endocrinologist. Oh, yeah. Well, that's easy. There's a yeah. K clinic on every corner. Yeah. 15 bucks and you're in. D don't, I'm talking don't, out my ass. Don't, I, I'm not. A <laughs> don't, well, don't think that since you're self-medicating and that since you don't have an endocrinologist that you don't have to worry about looking after your blood work or your liver or anything like that because these things are not designed to be on hor hormones not hor hrt is not designed to be long term it's designed to be as uh it's designed to be what gets you from point of of wanting to kill yourself to point of getting surgeries to point of after surgeries not needing it right anymore. you know no actually that's a very important yes. point that you bring up is that hrt is kind of a stopgap measure mm. between you making a life decision and a surgery that brings you all the way through the process. You know, it's really not meant to be a lifelong endeavor because it will destroy your liver. 
Uh, case in point, that's why I have an orchiectomy right now. That's a subject for another time. We'll get to that. That plays into it. There's going to be a whole show on all of this mess uh, just a later... Uh, just a little bit later down the road, I've been teasing it for a little bit, but we're going to do a whole show that's just about transgender stuff and how to treat yourself the best way that you can if you're serious about this, okay? And also, you need to keep in mind that not everybody's experience is the same. Oh, no. Everybody's different. Yeah. You don't have to replicate your friend's best friend's experience, or you don't need to expect. Which is, yeah, which is why, which is why you need to see an endocrinologist because everybody's different. Exactly. So, um, I hope that kind of nudges you towards the kind of answer you're looking for, if not outright giving you the answer you're looking for. Um, you know, you can always hit us up at uh, approximatepodcast at gmail.com if you have further questions, and we can point you to actual professionals. We're Definitely. just... We're, that was weird. That shouldn't have happened. We were only 25 minutes in. There's no limit on this. It says stop streaming, so that means it's still going. Hold on. It just did something. Okay, it's fine. Okay, hold on. Hey, everybody. Hey, sorry, sorry for the break. It looks like there was a little bit of a technical difficulty there. Um, but it looks like we are moving forward. Uh, sorry for the break there. Uh, but we're going to go on to the next question. Uh, it says, uh, how hard was it for you to get used to heels? I'm starting at six inches, slowly getting used to them. The calf cramps are terrible. But what was your experience while learning to walk on heels? Oh, very easy for me. Uh, I, I was raised in a, in a one-parent home, essentially. I was tossed back and forth between uh, two parties of a divorce, but mostly spent time with my mother. And being that I am who I am, uh, I'd fuck around my mom heels all the time. <laughs> I was always fucking around with high heels. And... Um, and because my transgender state isn't a sexual fetish or anything, uh, my willpower alone uh, completely acclimated myself to, to heels. You know, I just, the gender role, I, I like, I never felt awkward in heels. You know, uh, when I, when I put them on, um, they, they were fine. Maybe I wobbled a little bit, you know, when I started, like, officially wearing them. Uh, you know, it, I got around the age of, like, 16 or so. But none of that fucking matters. There's nothing about heels that are inherently girl or a boy. In the 1700s, men exclusively wore heels. It's, it's, not, it's not a thing that means anything. It's just, it's just, a, it's just a piece of clothing. So... Wear them if if you like what they do for you, and if you don't, don't fucking wear them. Wear flats. Doesn't matter. It doesn't so matter. That it doesn't it doesn't equal you being a girl or a boy. That's it's, so it's, true. It's just a goddamn piece of clothing. That's so true. And like uh, it, it's 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 weird because everybody asks asks those questions sometimes, and it's like I honestly when I started wearing heels, I never ever had a problem. I just put them on and fucking walked like. Right. I. I mean, I might have wobbled just because you know you have a little spike. But I think the thing is, 
when you when you run into problems is you you're you're going from flat foot and you're going to hills and you're like if you still expect it to be the same exact way as it was when you're on flat foot then you're gonna have problems right just just know that it's gonna be a little different you have to adjust it a little bit and that's yeah all. That, that's all it is yeah it's just it's just a yeah. little different way of walking yeah that's all it is and and don't tie a fucking shoe to your to your gender or, also, or yeah. yeah i mean I look. I got. I got two vagina having biological sisters. They hate heels. Never warm. Never fucking warm. I got one that fucking wears uh, uh my 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 of the two sisters I have. The oldest sister that I have. She's I think uh like twenty eight years old. Never fucking wears heels. Only wears fucking kids and Converse. And then my youngest sister does the same thing. Doc Martens. None of those motherfuckers ever wore heels. They're still fucking... They got vaginas. They can make babies. <laughs> heels don't equal their fucking... One doesn't fucking shave an inch of her body. Lesbian. Doesn't matter. Don't... That's, I well, don't think... I think uh, the, here's the thing. I think the, I, don't, idea, I think the idea of heels equaling equaling female comes from that sexualized female yeah yeah that's that's more of a fetish thing that's more of a fetish thing i i wear heels because aesthetically i like them and so there's nothing about my being uh, feeling womanly that drives me to wear heels I wear them because I like them just as a human and my willpower because i like them alone makes me walk in them without a whole lot of hassle because i like them i just like them so i just i i choose to walk in them appropriately and and maybe i stumble a little bit back when i was in my teenage years but i quickly acclimated because i wanted that to be a part of my look but that has nothing to do with my gender i'm glad that you said um uh uh it's 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 like a it's uh what was the word you said it was um um God damn it, I had it in my head. No, you're um, fine. Uh, uh, <laughs> I totally don't remember. No, you're cool. But, um, you're cool. It's, it's an outfit, basically. Yeah. Um, I I personally don't like heels unless I like the way they look on an outfit. And yeah. I only wear them a lot of times. It's either because the way they make your body look in, in porn scenes or for somebody you're trying to impress or just because they look really cute with an outfit. Other than that... Give me some sandals or some flats. Right. I like to go with what's comfortable if I'm Dude, not impressing. Am I? Yeah. No, I'm the same way. Yeah. In my day to day life, I wear fucking. I wear fucking boots. I wear fucking uh, sneakers. You know, I'll wear something cute that doesn't involve me having to trip over myself. Uh, I really only wear heels for the reason anybody wears heels: uh, formal occasions or. Uh, fucking porn scenes that you know? being said i can't run in hills i can't fight in hills <laughs> that's something you'll learn though if you yeah. get on the route that yeah heels are not important they're just a thing you like or you don't and you'll learn to do them because you like them or you don't it, they have nothing to do with your gender so exactly don't don't i mean gender don't is let, just an outward expression anyway right. so don't yeah. let fucking heels fucking hang you up it do- doesn't fucking matter it really doesn't fucking matter yes so uh Hope I answer your question there. So what we're going to do is, um, hey, we're making pretty good time here. Uh, we're going to go from 
the uh, text messages on the burner line, and we're going to go. We yeah. have a couple of uh, messages uh, from our voicemail, and I'm going to do my very best to, oh boy, to make this not kill your ears. So give me a second here. I'm going to take these off. No, don't, no, you don't <laughs> have to take them off. Don't take them off. <laughs> This is an experiment because I got this plugged directly into the board. This is a, a first time thing. Okay. So I'm going to pull up the, let's see here. Call logs, voicemail. Going to pull up the voicemail. Okay. And let's see real quick if we can make this happen. To listen to your messages, press 1. Here we go. Got some voice messages. First saved voice message. Hey, Jamie, this is Illyria Xene, the one that you keep calling Elliot when you're doing uh, ASCA training. And I just I wanted know. to say I hope your surgery went well and that you're doing well. I can't wait to hear more coming from you. And I just... Hope that all is well. I hope that you do a podcast on your experience with your surgery. Yes, we will. And, yeah, that's all. Thanks for putting on a great podcast to you and Orion both. Great job. Thank you so much. End of message. <laughs> message saved. Next message. Hi, Jamie. This is Illyria, a.k.a. Elliot. <laughs> um, I got my approximate podcast shirt today. And I'm so excited to get it because I'm going to wear it all around downtown constantly. And uh, I just wanted to tell you, I love everything that you guys do. And uh, my next objective is to hook up with your Patreon account. That way I can see all the shows that I love. Um, thanks for everything that you do. And uh, uh, suggestion for uh, your bad NES show. How about uh, Ninja Turtles, the arcade game for regular NES? Uh, I'd appreciate seeing that. That'd be great. I'd like to see you watch Orion's ass get kicked. <laughs> uh, anyways, <laughs> thanks. Bye. Okay, that was fucking excellent. Uh, yes, thank you so much. Oh, God damn it. Really appreciate I can't it. Get first, your name first, right. Sorry. <laughs> We'll never get the, the it's it's all L's and Y's and R's. It's Illyria. Illyria. Right? Illyria. I think that's what I got there. God yes. damn it. She's in the fucking room right now. Did Illyria. we get it right? Illyria. Did we get it right? Illyria? Is that that's right, right? Right? <laughs> <laughs> first of all, first of all, thank you so much. Uh I, I, I mentioned this earlier in the show. Um but thank you so much for buying the T-shirt and showing it off everywhere. We really appreciate that. Everybody, please support me. Take it, yes, thank take you. it from take it from Illyria. It looked good on her. It looked good on you. Go to approximatepodcast.com, get a T-shirt, and show it off. Thank you so much support for spreading. Yes, thank you. Absolutely. Uh, about the NES show, Ninja Turtles arcade version on NES. I don't know that the arcade version actually exists on NES. That may exist on the Super NES. I know that Ninja Turtles, work the NES version, exists, and it's a lot different than the arcade version. Uh, 
But I do have on my emulator, I own every version of every game ever. I will look through the archives and see if we have a... I can't imagine Nintendo has a version of the arcade version of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, but that's okay because eventually we are going to expand into Super NES, in which case, yes, we will absolutely do the arcade version. Uh, but I will absolutely bring up one of the hardest games in all of NES, and that is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It will be the NES version, and I will kick Orion's ass on it, uh, but it won't be the arcade version. I believe that is, unless I, I, I'll do my research, unless I'm fucked up and wrong, I believe that's on NES, Super NES only. Uh, but we'll, we'll that's the next thing. That's exactly the next game that we're going to record. And, now, go and ahead. And for all of you people that like to see people fail miserably at games while <laughs> trying to be good and commentary, we're going to play Zelda soon. <laughs> yeah, we're going to find a way to do Zelda. We are going to find a way to do Zelda on uh, on bad nes yes yes and that's gonna be a that's gonna be a her and i show me yeah because <laughs> orion zelda don't freak. give a fuck but there's so much interesting stuff to talk about on zelda we just got to find an appropriate way to do it uh but we'll get there and yes we're gonna do teenage mutant ninja turtles nes version and if they have the arcade version available we'll do that and if not we will do it on what will be the super nes show which i know they have so Thank you so much, and yes, we'll absolutely do that. God damn it, that was fucking great. Uh, Thank you. Hope hope we didn't embarrass you too much with putting your voice on the air. Well, we got your name right now. <laughs> uh, I make no guarantees. Yeah, well, going forward, <laughs> who knows? You know, it depends on how much wine is there and present. <laughs> okay, so here's what we're going to do. We're at 38 minutes, uh, almost 39 minutes. I'm going to pick um, one question from our emails and then we'll start to wrap the show up because i, I still do... have one question from a fan that I oh yeah. well uh, okay well oh. since you're the outlier why don't, why don't we do that first why don't we do that first before we get to the emails okay okay take your time in the meantime i will play a little ditty ah it's fun when it's fun turns out i only know three chords d See? See? That's Spanish for yes. G. D. See, don't pay attention to me, Stephanie. Why don't you go ahead and look at your question that we can answer quit on sing, the show? Quit singing an F sharp. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's an inside joke for Tams, uh, uh, Tams uh, fans of Tim Minchin. Let's see. <laughs> I like playing F major. This is F major. But I like singing F sharp. F sharp is here. F sharp. <laughs> so I like playing in F major. But singing F sharp. <laughs> okay, read the question. Read the question. Go ahead and read it out loud. Okay, so... um. Not speaking to anybody specifically, but do y'all think as a transgender person that relationships last longer with any one transgender person or with the genetic male or female? I don't think it should factor in at all, but it's been my experience that they lasted a lot 
shorter, but then again, maybe I was just a bad boyfriend. Well, I hope you weren't a bad boyfriend, Albert, because you're my fan and I like you. <laughs> So thanks for asking the, uh, asking the question, and that, that and let's get into it. And that is a, that is a great question, but yeah. I think you probably have the same answer that I do. Yes, I don't think it has nothing to do with gender. It definitely, absolutely has nothing to do with gender. Mm-hmm. And if you think it has something, to, if you think it has something to do with gender, every time somebody thinks it, their problems have something to do with gender, my immediate response is to think, oh, well, you're just thinking sexual fetish stuff. You know, this is a human thing when when any relationship is based upon you being human with one another, despite what's going on down around your crotch or what's going up in your head there. There is a baseline humanity. And that's the thing that that we respond to as people. You date whoever you want in whatever form or flavor you choose. The only thing that's going to work is one human responding to another human in a way that matches. Filling in each other's gaps is the name of the game, yeah. regardless of gender. Yeah, you know nobody's perfect. Mm. You know th- this is this this is the thing that you need to hear. It's not about the gender thing. Mm. The thing that you need to hear is, I, no matter what you think of in your head of you as a person. You know you have deficiencies, right? We all do. We no, no one's perfect. So it's it's your job to find somebody. Doesn't matter who, what, when, or what. The, their junk doesn't matter. If if you are actually interested in in coupling, and it's not about sex, then your job is to find somebody that fills in your gaps, and you fill in. Their gaps. It's all about chemistry from that point. It's all about yeah. connection. It's it's not people. about it's not about the junk. Yeah. It's not about be, be, if you make it about the junk, then you're just you're, you're just a jerk off person. You're just jerking off. You're just a you're, you're caught up in sex too much. You're not actually looking for a relationship. You're fetishizing a relationship mm. based off of somebody's what's between their legs. You know. It, uh, well, yeah, definitely all those points make sense. Um, one thing I would say uh, is, uh, like, it really speaks to someone's character as a person. Um, if, if when they connect with somebody, that connection speaks for the um, the way that they see each other and not what's in between their legs or how they express themselves outwards. Um, that connection is the strongest bond, and whatever comes after that is 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 just part of that of that person, that part of the personality of that person. So when um, when two people want to be together, um, they're they want to be together through the good parts and the bad parts, through the the positives and the flaws of that person because they want to be with that person. Um, And it's not about gender. It's not about, you know, it's not about sex. It's not about anything about that. It's about wanting to connect. Right. Absolutely. Um, Definitely. So I would say to answer the original question that Albert asked, um, 
that do you do i think it's uh a transgender person dating another transgender person lasts longer than a female uh dating a, a a cisgender female or a cisgender male i would say it base uh, it, it exists, the answer exists uh, solely upon the basis of individuality because it, it matters only how much did you make it matter. Right. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just to, just to put a kind of a finer point on it, mm-hmm. um, I'm, I've been around the block about nine times. Mm-hmm. I've dated all kinds of people, all kinds of genders. I've dated vagina people. I've dated penis people. I've dated in between people. I've dated uh, people that are that, that make no proclamations whatsoever. I dated people that are they make their junk uh, political standpoint. I, all kinds of folks, all kinds of folks. And uh, in my experience, none of it actually matters. None of it matters. It really doesn't. Um, I know that I've dated a lot more trans people. I'm as a trans person. I've dated a lot more trans people. Only for one simple reason. It's because my my particular life, I have a, a small circle of friends and relationships, and I date within the circle that I've that my life has built around me. Well, so I have access to more trans people than other folks, and so I tend to date that way. But your life may present you with folks that are mainly vagina or or mainly dudes but it doesn't matter what your circle's made out of it only matters that you connect to the human part of the person that you're dating that's definitely the truth you know i didn't go out searching for trans folks because i i have a fetish for trans folks that's simply who was in my circle at the time you know, and when I was lonely and feeling down and feeling like I wanted to couple, I I reached out to what I had available. It happened to be trans folks, but I wasn't searching for trans folks. I was searching for somebody that I could learn from, could be happy with, you know, and this is how relationships work. It doesn't always turn out and it turns out that you know the 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 lessons that you learn are temporary Uh, which is to say you only get so much from a particular person you learn a particular lesson from that person and then you move on and you take that lesson let it build you as a better person and take your new strength and try to do better down the road but it has nothing to do with junk at all at all at all definitely um the only thing i can say about that is that it's um it's it's really good to be able to share empathy with somebody that you're wanting to get into a relationship with to to be uh, aware of the same struggles and the same um, uh, joys of of something um, that you can share have, have some kind of commonality. Um, so whether that be a tra- another tra- as a trans person, whether that be another trans person or a cisgender male or a cisgender female, I just got out of a relationship with a cisgender female mm-hmm. where 
um, I thought it was everything that I wanted and it ended up in the end being disguised as everything I wanted and actually everything I hated. So, um, and and from that, I don't look at back back at it as a bad experience, a wasting time. Right. I although the person growing. she was, although the person she was dating didn't fill in all of her uh, quote unquote gaps, she did learn a valuable lesson, and now she's going to move forward with something she didn't know beforehand, and be able to create an even stronger relationship down the road. And even if that doesn't work out, if she's smart. She'll take a lesson from that future relationship and keep moving forward. We whittle away. We whittle away. If we really care about coupling with somebody, we keep going through the motions. This is not a fairy tale. Don't trust what Disney told you. You know, this being human and 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 being in relationships, it, you're not going to find a prince charming or a princess fucking charming. You're going to make mistakes over and over again. And if you happen to wind up with somebody, great. But more importantly, you should do your very best to be the most complete person you can be without the help of anyone else. And it takes a while to learn. It takes it takes a while to learn that. It takes a lot of yeah. pain to learn that. It sucks being alone. We all fucking hate being alone. Everybody does. Everybody want, hates being alone. You want to find somebody, but you can only find that person when you're ready to find that person. And it's it's not just going to it's not it you may never find that person. I mean, but, but at, definitely at the same time, look, here's the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing. Don't get too fucking romantic. It feels yeah, nice to be romantic. That. It feels nice to be romantic. I'm a hopeless romantic. I really am. That's what's a- got and me. And so am I. That's this is why I can't hold down. That's shithole in the last relationship. This is why I can't <laughs> hold down a real job. I'm a hopeless romantic. I'm a fucking artsy-fartsy creative type. That's why but I'm drinking at goddamn one o'clock in the fucking This is what we do. You've earned the right. But here's the deal. You try to be as complete a person as you can be. Okay, that's your main priority. You don't look for somebody to fill in your your gaps. Even despite what I said, you know, a, a good match is somebody that fills in whatever gaps you have. But your job is to minimize the gaps as much as possible so that your gaps are very shallow. Okay, and then. Once you're a, a good enough standalone person, then you will find that when you go out and find somebody, they will fill in those shallow gaps, you know, and maybe that then you'll wind up with somebody. But you don't need to wind up with somebody in order to be a happy human being. It's your responsibility on your own to be a happy human being. And so, Don't try to pawn your happiness off on somebody else. It's your job to be the best person you can be. So, because if you really give a shit about being with somebody else, you want to offer that other person everything you can. And you can only do that once you are the best person you can be. You can't rely on somebody else to, to make you whole. You have to be whole and then offer that wholeness to somebody that you love. That's when you, that's real love. That's how you do it. Okay. And nobody's, again, nobody's perfect, 
but your job is to minimize those fucking gaps in your personality and make them as shallow as possible, you know? Before I'll... before you pawn yourself off on somebody else, your job, if you really care about love, is to be able to give the best possible you to somebody else and not make somebody make you a best possible you. That's your job. It's your job to give, not to receive. And when you find somebody that thinks exactly the same way and that has worked as hard as you have, then you will have formed an unstoppable team. Okay? That's the way it goes. It has nothing to do with your junk. It has nothing, nothing. That's the way you do it. Okay? And if you never find that, but you still work as hard as you can to make yourself the best possible you you can be, you still didn't lose. You're the best possible you you could be. Also, while making yourself the best possible you you can be, you really need to focus on, uh, if you're in the position, to doing what you can uh, as a good person um, to affect the environment, community, whatever around you be a good person because sometimes you'll lose yourself into chasing for something that you think you want so bad and you end up that you you end up seeing that you're going down the wrong fucking path to something that is completely different than what you believe in yeah and uh you know these are gonna have to be other episodes well these are these <laughs> and these are the kind of mistakes that you want to make in early life these these Definitely. are the trials and tribulations of your 20s you know, this is this is where you get your battle scars, you know, and you and you figure out whether or not you're a fucked person that can never handle or if you learn from your mistakes and become something that's worthwhile in your 30s and 40s and become a viable person. That's, you know, you know, look, dude, I think you get what we're saying, right? You get what we're saying. I mean, I hope you do. I mean, Albert, we, right? We, well, we kind of went off the subject a little bit. Uh, no, no, no. We got to the we got to the heart of the matter. But yes, we did get to the heart of the matter. We got to a thing he wasn't anticipating, and that's what we need to do. Is we need to take somebody's stupid question and give them a smart answer. <laughs> well, that's that's one of the reasons he's he said it too. He didn't want to sound stupid, and I don't think it's a stupid question. No, no questions. No, are absolutely stupid. not. Absolutely yeah. not. Now we we may goof and we may have fun, we're but we show. we're never fucking with you. Yeah, don't no, definitely. It, thank you so much, absolutely Albert, for asking the question. Absolutely, and I hope you got the answer that you're looking for. Um, if not, maybe we can adjust it in other um, uh, other podcasts in the future. Oh yeah, no, I I think this. <laughs> this show alone has raised a lot of questions we can answer on future shows. Definitely. Um, I, I would honestly just say focus on being the best person you can be and also for the people around you. And then when if you find that person, good. Just make sure that person has the same type of uh, 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 values in mind that you have. Don't, right. don't try to compromise yourself. For right. It. And also make sure you're, you're not thinking solipsistically. You think you're not, make sure you're not thinking fucking narcissistically. Like you're the only person that exists in that fucking thing. Like, like, no, you're not. 
you're actually nothing in the world. Like, believe that until you can start making positive things happen in the world. And with that being said, uh, Sorry, a no, 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 <laughs> you're great. You're great. But we got, we got, uh, about three minutes to spare. I got to squeeze this in real quick. Yeah. Um, First of all, thank you all so much for your questions. And again, if we didn't answer you to the, you know, to your satisfaction, you can always send us additional questions or comments at approximatepodcast at gmail.com. Very simple. Uh, so again, uh, I'm going to wrap this show up with uh, a little bit of a plug. Um, on the 29th, Friday, the 29th in Dallas, Texas. Okay. Jim Norton. We got Jim Norton coming. Uh, he's going to be at the Texas Theater to do a show at 8 p.m. Uh, you, can, you can get to that show at uh, 231 West Jefferson Boulevard, Dallas, Texas, 75208. Um, just go to, uh, to texastheater.com, get some tickets. You'll find us there. The Approximate Podcast, Orion and I, and we're going to do a questions and answers show with him. So please send in your questions, comments, any advice you want to approximatepodcast at gmail.com. And me, Orion, Jim Norton, we will answer all of your questions on that show. It's going to happen before he takes the stage in the green room. So send in those questions, approximatepodcast at gmail.com. Or send text to the burner line. That's 817-673-3704. And that's 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 the important plug for today's show. Um, you can, uh, let me see, I got enough time to read off this card in less than two minutes. Uh, follow us on Twitter at ApproxPod. That's A-P-P-R-O-X-P-O-D. That's Twitter. Uh, get your, uh, get our, look, dude, you can get our, podcast on itunes just go on your phone go to your podcast app type in approximate podcast you'll find us leave a review that's very helpful please uh visit the mothership at approximatepodcast.com for a complete list of episodes as well as all of our social media links t-shirt things fucking just go to it you'll figure it out uh, and most importantly go to patreon.com at approximate podcast and become a patron five bucks a month you're gonna get all the shows that only patrons can get and as and all the free shows too uh you'll figure it out go to patreon.com backslash approximate podcast become a patron five bucks a month it's all it's gonna cost you and i believe we're out i'm gonna play us out with a song with uh 20 seconds to spare 20 second song on the goddamn thing <laughs> This is TG TG in Q and A TG Q and A TG Q and A TG Q and A Goodbye. <laughs>